When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Seria Chronicles is a Maya Chronicles production. I thought Lukaku was really good in this game. I really do. And everyone's going to crucify me for that because he didn't score some chances. But he actually played a good team game in this game. He had some great flicks. He, he, he was really involved up until the point where he could not score. He could not score. <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to the Seria Chronicles podcast. Uh, you join me at the exact moment that Mina Rizuki just found out how much Kunin Mbappe makes and she's not sure about it. It's not really related to Seria, but Mina, have you just, you, you, I feel like you're, you're going through an existential crisis after finding out how much Mbappe makes. I don't know if you guys watch Instagram as much as I do, but I'm like really big into like TikTok reels and all of the stuff. And basically like the song that's really famous at the moment is Miley Cyrus's, you know, I can buy myself flowers. And now they've done all these different um, sort of songs that's like, I want a rich man. <laughs> and everyone's going, yeah, you can buy yourself flowers because you're Miley Cyrus and you're rich. And I'm thinking, God, can you imagine how lovely it would be to be married to somebody like Mbappe? Or you just don't have to like... <laughs> I don't know, you know, just wonder what next contract you're going to sign. <laughs> it would make life simpler, wouldn't it? It's funny that that's like the song, because I'm, I'm not very across all of the TikTok culture, but I do know that my two nieces who are nine and six, who are not on TikTok, but they have been playing that, that same song a lot. So I'm currently away on Easter holidays with them in Italy. Um, this background you can see behind me, if anyone's watching, Mina can see it is actually not my, my usual background. It's a little agriturismo. We're staying in um, my dad's old hometown. And yes, they've been playing flowers a lot. So I've been hearing a lot of flowers. I quite like it. It's a good message like, it is. For, for little girls. It's a positive message. It's empowering. Absolutely. I mean, empowering for sure. Can you marry Mbappe? Yes, I would like to. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just comes to 
wait, wait. I can't explain it to you, Nikki. Like, I just went for a mini walk on Saturday because, you know, it was like such lovely weather and I just sort of needed to get out of the house, you know, because it was just, it, it just got to too much football, <laughs> in all honesty. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I'm not going to watch Roma, Tony. You know, it's like, it's like wanting to shoot yourself in the face, right? With two defensive teams. I did record it. I watched it later. I possibly maybe walked like honestly not more than like I don't know two miles and my whole body is sore <laughs> I just feel like I don't know <laughs> if I can hold on to like 55 or maximum 60 but I just think 55. I'm just so tired and like it's just it's a lot it's a lot of watching football it's a lot of like I don't know it's a hustling kind of job and I yeah, like, wouldn't it be nice to just, I don't know, marry back and be like, listen, you do you. You live your life, you know? I'll just, I'm here if you need me. <laughs> it's a very hands-off kind of marriage. <laughs> you can sort of understand why I'm not married, because I'm always like, you do whatever you want to do, baby, you know? And I'm just here if you want to chat. <laughs> you know? I um, love this. Um, we're possibly getting off topic. Yes. I am. Um... I just wanted to share with them before we go on to the football, the, the wonderful traditions of my dad's hometown, because it's been the most ridiculous sort of stuff going on here. Tell us. In like Italy, lots of people will know about, I think some of the listeners might already know about like in big Italian cities, there are certain like traditions. So like in Fiorentina, in Firenze, there's a calcio storico, which is historic football, which is a very violent game. Like it doesn't look that much like football. It's, it's sort of like a, a, a cross between sort of mixed martial arts and like a sport with a goal you have to aim for. I wrote an article about it for ESPN a few years ago, but you have the four like quarters of the city in theory, like come together and fight for the honor of their neighborhoods uh, every year. And in Siena, there's the Palio with the horse racing around the, the cobbled streets, which is a similar idea. And, and you get this all over the country, like loads of cities have this sort of tradition of basically, it's almost always four, four neighborhoods duke it out. And some of them are very serious. Like Cacho Storico and the Palio di Siena, these are big sort of internationally known events that people travel the world to come and see. And in my dad's hometown, which is, you know, a thousand people, if we're being generous, it's really a village, not a town at all, have the Palio del Uovo for (laughs) Easter, which is their annual tradition. And what it involves is teams from the four neighborhoods. I mean, again, a thousand people, if you're lucky. So neighborhoods is, is a stretch, but they, uh, they have like these, these egg fight battles. And it just really like struck me particularly this year. Cause like everyone at the moment I don't, in England and I know in America as well, is like fretting about how egg prices have gone up <laughs> and here just like a whole day of people smashing eggs. Yeah. They've got like these sort of, um, what would you call them? Like wooden structures set up like castles. And yesterday was the ladies day. Today is the men's day. And you have teams of it was it was really more girls on Ladies Day than, than women, I would say. It was it was teenagers. But they are teams and they like have to like knock each other's targets off the top of the walls, throwing eggs at each other. And there's another game where like they're standing, there's a small river that runs through town. They're standing on a log in the middle of the river, and one of them's got to throw the egg to the other one, who's then got to throw it at a target, while another one of the, the opposing team defends the target with a pizza spade, like the pizza shovel they would use. <laughs> <laughs> I have had the best, I've had the best day yesterday watching <laughs> the Padre del Guavo. There's more of it going on today. My uh, cousins are down there now and long live these sorts of traditions. And just reminding me, honestly, because it's been so many years since I've come for Easter in Italy, reminding me of the, the silly traditions that 
make this country so wonderful and make me feel very fond of my hometown. Nikki, go and take pod. I, <laughs> you have to oh, you're representing all the four neighborhoods. No, no, you, oh. like, they prepare for this, Mina. They prepare for this. It's not just show up on the day. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I can sort of hear that, like, you know, dun, like the Rocky theme. Dun, 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 you know. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, I mean, the music yesterday, at one point they were playing Wacka Wacka. So it was more like that. <laughs> that was the background music that was going on. Honestly, it was magic. It was the whole day was magic. I, I enjoyed it so much. So I just had to share that sort of podcast, even though it's nothing to do with our show. <laughs> People always say like, you know, like, what about your traditions? And I'm like, I don't know. If you're Arab, you just eat. That's like your tradition. (laughs) If you're celebrating anything, you're just eating as well. (laughs) I don't know. But that's so cool. I wish I could take part. But we did that too. Easter lunch lasted for for five hours, which is, you know, it's a a challenge. (laughs) So just a regular lunch then. (laughs) Did you celebrate Easter or, or not as much? We do get together on Easter. Well, just because also like what it like sort of there's nothing else to do, if that makes sense. Mm. But we got together. Uh, I have to say, like, usually some members of our household are fasting or something. Our, our household isn't <laughs> fasting, so we're not very good about <laughs> these things. Um, um, but So, yeah, we just sort of celebrate Easter, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that's that's where we are. But. It's just a lot of family and that's why sometimes I need to go for like a walk and then reminisce about my life. And maybe I just have the holiday blues at the moment. Everyone gets those and you did just have an amazing holiday. I'm sure I'm going to have them when I get back from Italy. But we should probably talk about the football, which has been my escape sometimes when you said about wanting to get some time on your own. I understand that as well when you've got lots of family and perhaps for me sometimes this weekend it's been, I have to go and watch the football now, which, um, you know, gets me out of a, a certain amount of- A lot of stuff. Of everything's going on. Hey gang, just wanted to let you know that you can now get a free 14-day trial of our Chronicles Defosi Patreon membership. Subscribe now for free for 14 days to get access to all of our full episodes, solo mini-sodes, bonus content, even behind-the-scenes bonuses like our chats about football, and of course, our chats about life in general. You can also get the entire bank catalogue of Serie A Chronicles content. So head over to cdrchronicles.com forward slash Patreon and subscribe to the Chronicles of Fosie membership for free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We had some pretty big games. Actually, I think the biggest ones were really on Good Friday, which was sort of this sort of all the Champions League involved teams playing one after the other. And I think that's where I think we should start 
There was obviously a big game on Easter Saturday as well. Uh, Lazio played Juventus. That was a big one. Let's start off talking about the Champions League games and then we'll get on to Lazio events. We'll get to all of them. Uh, so on Good Friday, we had Salernitana drew 1-1 with Inter. Lecce, um, sorry, Napoli won 2-1 away to Lecce. And Milan drew 0-0 with Empoli. And I almost feel like it makes best sense to talk about these two Milan club games together, Mina, just because they both are sort of, it feels like to me at the moment, in, in parallel Maybe spiral isn't the right word, but I can't think of a better one right now. They're in parallel falls at the moment. So Milan have dropped to fourth and Inter are down to fifth. There's one point between them, but Inter have not won in six games now across all competitions. Milan did win 4-0 away at Napoli. Extraordinary result. But if you drop that result out, the other four of their last five games, they've taken like two points from them. So... Mm. What's going on here, Mina? Is it that both these clubs have their eyes on the Champions League and they're just too distracted to play Brighton Serie A? Or are these completely separate stories we need to talk about separately? Here's the thing. I, I think that when we're talking about sort of capitulations, I think Milan went through theirs just a little bit before we start realizing how strong Inters has become, um, their, their own <laughs> capitulation. Um, and I think a lot of what Milan had to do is the fact that they had players missing. They didn't have Benacero always available. Obviously, Mike Manian had been missing for a long time and they were relying on Tatarushanu. They had to change the tactics. Then Leao was going through sort of this bad streak, if you like, um, in the sense because, you know, the change of tactics didn't suit him. They are too reliant on Giroud or, and we, you know, we've talked about all of this and a lot of that happened to do with the World Cup and Teo Hernandez, for example. So it's about sort of them finding their feet again and going back to the way that they were. And I think they did do that against Napoli. And I do think that the real Milan sort of stood up and made sure that we still realize that they're available and that they are still tactically unpredictable and they are still fascinating and mesmeric to watch when it is the full team. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, like everyone's like, so what happened this time around? There's no point winning 4-0 against Napoli if you're then going to throw all your points away against Empoli. But they made five changes for that. And obviously, all eyes are on the Champions League. And this is where we talked about it last week in the sense that I said to you, it upsets me that they don't have the squad that they need to really battle it out on all different competitions because their first 11 can do some rather ridiculously brilliant stuff. But unfortunately for them, they just don't have the squad players that can fill in and rotate and allow them to sort of maintain that brilliance on the pitch. You know, it's different when you have the likes of Tiao or Rebic or Origi, who was heavily booed because everyone is still sort of not understanding what the point of him is. As a player who came on for Liverpool in various stages, he always made the difference. But in Milan, he's really struggling against the, the type of tactics and defensive schemes that Italian opponents perhaps have. And I just, I think that's what it is because when they did introduce their starters and they brought in Leao and they brought in Bahim Diaz, you could see Milan go back to being a really force to be reckoned with. So we know for them that it's a, it's a squad thing. They just don't have the squad. With Inter, on the other hand, I honestly don't know what's going on. It's like they have fallen off a cliff and they are drowning at the moment. Lukaku... I did not know this, right? But he's only scored three goals in Serie A, which I don't know why I hadn't realized. Maybe because he'd scored against Porto and I, I didn't think it was that bad. But three goals, mm -hmm. two of which are penalties. The last open, the goal that he last scored from open play was his first match against Lecce. Yeah. Like that's crazy, right? Like Sheko hasn't scored since January. 
Lautaro Martinez has gone on eight games without scoring a goal. And he's like, we know he's a little bit streaky. And I just, I kind of don't understand what's going on there. And like, you know, people are like, oh, he made the wrong substitutions. But I, I sort of understand, like, you're changing Aslani and you're bringing in Brozovic. You're bringing in Lautaro Martinez. So how can these substitutions be bad in the match that they played against Salernitana? There's something really wrong there. And I'm afraid that if it continues, there's, I don't know how far down the table they're going to go. Because let, I'll be honest with you, I really like all the other teams, you know. But frankly speaking, I trust Inter in the Champions League. And if I'm choosing representatives to represent Italy in next year's Champions League, I want it to be the bigger teams. I'm sorry. I know that's not what people want to hear, but I certainly don't want it to be a side that I don't think will take the match seriously and then lose us coefficient points. I, I think there's a fascinating dynamic with that. And, and, and we'll save some of this, Mina, I think, for when we get to Lazio, because we are going to talk about them with their win of Juventus. But it, it is sort of really like interesting to me, like Maurizio Zari was pretty upfront about it when they went out of the Europa Conference League. Like, look, I don't think my squad's good enough to, to compete in this competition in the league. And I don't care about this as much as the league. Like he pretty yeah. much said that, right? Like he said, like, this matters more to me. And that's all fair enough, except for the goal of finishing in the top four is that you go and play in another European competition. But that's worth it, right? Right. And, and, that's, and that's kind of, to bring it back to Milan for a second, I do actually think, I sort of teed you up to see what you thought, but I, I do actually think the Milan and Inter games are completely different stories, even though they're very mm. similar in some ways. Because the Milan game, as you alluded to, Pioli changed five players, including his entire attack. He dropped Leao, he dropped Giroud, and he dropped Brahim Diaz. Now, on the one hand, I look at that and think, you're a bit of a bloody idiot, aren't you? Because they were rubbish up front. They didn't create. They had a lot of shots in this game. The shot tally was like 26 to 2 or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. If you actually watch those chances, Parisan made a really good double save around the 15th minute. After that, he barely had a save to make. Almost all of those shots were not great, you know, like shots from outside the area, slightly sort of aimless attacking, not really well formed. Of course, by the end, Leao and Giroud never had to come on and Giroud scored a handball, which got disallowed. But in general, I thought you can look at that game and say, look, you took out your entire attack and you paid a price for it. Was that smart to do? Well, we'll see at the end of the season. If you finish in the top four, then it doesn't matter. You drop these points, doesn't matter. You still finish in the top four. You're not going to win the league, so you're only trying to get into the top four. If you miss out on the top four, you might look at this game and say, well, you couldn't afford to do that. I know you had an eye, an eye on the Napoli game. I know you had an eye on the Champions League, but you couldn't afford to do that. So, so that's a question that almost I can't answer yet. But I do think it's certainly like a justifiable position. It's a position that you can argue from Pioli's shoes that, look, we're playing Napoli. We really want to win this quarterfinal. It's a Champions League quarterfinal, and I want my best team to be as fresh as it can be. I can make that argument. I can go with you on that argument. If, if that's what you're telling us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inter's situation is different because Inter, this was not the same as what I just said about Milan Empoli, where it's no real chance. Inter had a million chances. Inter could have scored a hundred times <laughs> over. And some of it yes. is like, it's hard to believe it's a witch's hex because when Romelu Lukaku hits the bar with a header from half an inch from the goal, and then the follow-up comes and somehow Memo Ochoa, who hasn't really been at the top of his game for about five years, suddenly is appearing from nowhere and making another stop at his near post. You think, how, how on earth is this still happening? But when, it, when Inter, as, as you've been talking about for weeks, Mina, it's not a one-off. It's happening again and again. And at some point, you have to be able to say, well, you know, that, that is on you as a team at some point. Here's the thing that I don't understand. Like you mentioned this, you know, 23 shots, four on target for Milan. You get it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just understand that the issue with Milan, if you're trying to cut it, you know, when you're trying to really look at it is the squad's not good enough. If they don't have the starters that they need to play all the time, then this isn't a team that can really manage it in so many different competitions. And we know that people get tired. But with Inter, 25 shots, 11 on target. How? How does it happen that you score only one goal? How, how is this? Like, I just, I don't understand. I honestly genuinely don't understand. And this is where I go back to. And here's, but, but there's another thing about Milan that also irritates me too. They have 16 points dropped against teams in the second half of the table. Again, if you look at Inter's games, their most depressing games are those losses to like the likes of Spezia. Empoli, a draw to, I think it was Empoli, I'm starting to lose my mind now, a draw to Sampdoria, like they've thrown so many, a draw to Salernitana, so many points down the, down the bin. Both of them managed wins against Napoli. Both of them managed wins against Juventus, albeit, okay, in the Coppa Italia for Inter, actually no, it's a draw. But you know what I mean? Like, as in my point is, is that they've done massively well in the Champions League. In the big matches, both teams have found themselves so is it that they, is there a lack of motivation? That's the one common thread that I think it is between them two, is that they have thrown points away against the smaller sides. And this is where I wonder what's going on. With Milan, I could tell you, you know, maybe it is squad rotation. Maybe they're not taking the, these games seriously because they are dropping players like Leal for them and, and experimenting on a tactical level. But what worries me about Inter is now all the stuff that we've started to hear, right? Like Zivrai coming out and saying, I'm not happy with playing so little. Uh, with question marks being raised about the relationship that Inzaghi has with Lukaku. And that Lukaku is not really happy at the way that things are going. And they haven't yet found this rhythm and understanding in which he can express his potential at the moment under Inzaghi. Then you, you sort of look at the rest of the players because... This is the point with Inter. Inter are a side that is very emotional and that's why they get to be called Pazza Inter. You know, a lot of the times what you have is sort of they self-combust in the middle. They're a little bit like France. When they're great, they can win everything, right? (laughs) You know, they can win the treble under Mourinho. They can win under Conte. But when they're bad and they start listening to these emotions, it sort of ends up being an Icardi, Spalletti, massive like catastrophe sort of type of situation. And I'm scared that they're going down that route again, because it seems like there's a lot of players there that aren't that happy about everything. And whether it's Inzaghi, whether whether it's, I don't know what it is, but there was this moment that you felt like they had really found themselves under Antonio Conte. And it was, it was just smiles and cheers. And, and now you look at Brozovic and you kind of feel like he's not really that interested in giving his best. He's become very sort of 
one day he's brilliant. Most of the days he's kind of just mediocre. But Ella's always up in arms about everything going on. And, and maybe that's because he's one of the few that really cares at the moment. Then you sort of look around and, and you wonder, right, is this an Inzaghi thing or does Inter always have this problem? And that's why they always need to have a coach, like I've always said in the past, who has the BDE, you know, big dick energy. BDE, I know what you're after. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, you know, just someone uh-huh. who's going to be so big that he basically like sucks this all away and makes it about himself. And, and is that the difference? I, I know because I'm, I really need Inter to do better than this. And I don't understand what's going on. Whereas with Milan, I understand it and I don't blame anyone there. I just blame the fact that they don't have me. And maybe it is obviously money is also an issue for Inter, but their team should be good enough to sort of start beating the likes of Serenitana. Big Antonio Di Natale energy. Um. <laughs> I would always say that for Inter, they're the one team, unlike Milan, maybe like Juve as well, that need a guy that's just a little bit more all-encompassing. I'm just saying if they had Allegri right now, I think they'd be challenging Napoli at the top. And I think all of these things are true. And yet also when you look at this game, I mean, this game's objectively ridiculous to analyse because Salerni Turner weren't great. Like this is not one of those stories that Salerni Turner brought an impressive performance. They defied the odds. They weren't great. Ochoa was brilliant, made some incredible saves. And then out of nowhere, Antonio Crandreva in the 90th minute scores an equaliser, which by his own admission, was a cross. He said it, it was a cross. I know, it's crazy. Di Marco punta l'uomo Candreva, si ferma, finta il cross, poi arriva di destro, ma il pallone stesso finisce il gol dopo una traiettoria meravigliosa e se vogliamo anche fortunata, Onana ci mette del suo e il pareggio, 45esimo minuto, il tiro cross, definiamolo così, di Candreva, Toglie impreparato Onana il pallone a terra nella parte interna della rete sotto l'incrocio dei pali. So sometimes it does feel like things just happen and somehow to Inter they happen most of all. Oh, and it's crazy. Like it's really, it's such bad luck. And I feel like a lot of the times they've had like such bad luck, you know, like the whole universe is just sat there and thought, right. This time around, until you're just nothing, you're not going to get anything this season, you know? So I don't, I don't know what's going on. I honestly don't know what's going on. Sports Social Podcast Network.